In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Welcome in to the Retirement Pathfinder. I am Ben George. They are Phil Gusky and Barbara Lane, the Retirement Income Planning Specialists at Pathfinder Wealth Management. And today we're finishing out our conversation on 22 money resolutions for 2022. Now, you missed the first part. I would recommend you don't have to hear it before you, you finish out this part. Definitely go back to it afterwards and listen to the first 11 resolutions. We have 22 total for this new year to help you get into shape. So it should be another great episode. Welcome in, Barbara and Phil. How are you? Great. Oh, we're great. doing great. Happy doing New Year. Great. Happy 2022, yes. everybody. Happy, yes. happy, New happy New Year to everyone listening. We hope you had a good holiday season. Hope you're excited to get 2022 underway and finish start off on a good note. And that's what this episode will be for. But you know, these resolutions, hopefully people will stick to them. So we talked about on our last episode. It's not always the case with the resolutions. We love to talk about them in January, but when February rolls around, we're just kind of, ah, maybe next year. <laughs> That's exactly right, Ben. In fact, I'll start out by saying, you know, I, I plan to, uh, to keep my resolutions, uh, uh, Lord willing, you know, and, and so, um, you know, at least uh, I'll try to find a parking spot down at the gym if I have to you know, walk in two, two blocks away, we'll do that. But uh, oh, just give it some time. It'll, it'll be no problem. Well, I think so. I think, I think it'll get easier <laughs> as time goes on. But uh, yes, yes, I have to work off this 10 pounds I gained during the holiday season, Barb. And I know don't that you, you, don't, you don't gain any weight. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> moving right along here. <laughs> so uh, we're going to start out with item number 12 here, Barb. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, number 12. Let's see. Check your credit. If it's been a while, use the free reports to make sure everything is accurate and in good standing. I have had inaccurate credit information on my report before. Um, they will correct it pretty quickly once you show proof of the error. And also, if you have good credit and your spouse does not, your score, by the way, is not impacted. They go by your social security number, not your marital status, but check your credit if it's been a while. Yeah. In fact, really, you got to check this carefully. I, I made a mistake uh, and something was counted against me on my credit report years ago, and I just neglected to, to fix it. And yes, it did affect some things along the way. I finally got all sure. my paperwork together and proved that I was in the correct and uh, they took it off. But you know it, Gosh, there was some damage uh, committed in the, in the part time there. In the in the meantime, so mm -hmm. so along with that, we want to go to number thirteen: is check your fees on your mm -hmm. investments. Do you know what you're really paying uh, for uh, an investment plan? So, what is it really costing you? And we're talking about all fees. And um, on a financial plan, there's two types of fees. There's what we call hard charges, where you see the actual uh, amount of money being charged to you, either on a monthly or quarterly basis. And then there's something called soft charges, and those are the ones that you don't see. And recently, I was talking with a client uh, who had a large amount of money with a big investment firm here in town, and uh, they were telling us that the uh, the rep was only charging one percent. That's what they were charging, and that sounded reasonable for what they had. However, after examining the holdings in the account, they were actually paying eight thousand dollars more that they didn't know, and this was basically embedded fees in the mutual funds. They were totally unaware of it. Uh, now. That might be okay that they're paying $8,000 more, but here's the bad part about it, was that the amount of return they were getting for mm. the amount of additional risk didn't compare. There you go. So it was not aligned properly. So this was really an overcharge for what they were expecting. Bring 
your statements into us filler, I would be happy to look at those because when we bring when clients bring in their statements, I hate to say never, but they it's I don't know if I have seen it to where anyone actually knows all the fees that are involved. They don't. They, no, they so don't. Um, you know, give us give us a uh, reach out to us at pathfinderchat.com for a 15 minute call. And we'll be happy to talk to you about this because this is an important topic. You you likely are paying more than what you think you are. All right, number 14, share your knowledge if you feel you're receiving helpful financial tips and guidance from your financial advisor. They may have an advisor, but perhaps you can share a thought or something you're doing with that friend or a family member, or maybe it's a coworker, like a, like tax planning or estate planning, or how about these podcasts? Many advisors aren't doing anything other than investments. We have people that come in to see us regularly that that's all their advisors are doing is investments. So maybe you can share some of the knowledge you're gaining from us. Yeah, it's so important for our families to really understand what their parents are doing. And uh, many times they don't really find out until after they passed or had a, had a serious uh, medical setback and all of a sudden the kids get involved and they're kind of surprised to see what mom and dad have been doing over the time. So we want to make sure that uh, they're in the loop, that yep. the entire family's in the loop. And that brings us to number 15. Okay. And this is really uh, something that's very important for a certain segment of our clients here. Look for more tax efficient donation opportunities especially those who are charitably minded. And a lot of our listeners are. A lot of our, you know, our, our, the American public is very generous. Not only do they fund uh, charities here stateside, but many worldwide as well. And recently, our church had a capital campaign for expansion where they raised money for a new building. And uh, some of the members who held stock learned through our particular advice that they could actually get a maximum deduction by donating the actual stock that they held. Yep to the charitable organization rather than selling it first, paying the taxes, and then donating the, the uh, net amount the, after, the, after the taxes were made to the contribution to the particular program. And so by donating the stock, they were actually uh, well ahead. They, they provided more money for the charity, and they got a larger tax deduction on their particular income tax return. And there's something else too called a QCD that I know Barb has been very familiar with. Okay, yeah, the qualified charitable donations. Once you turn 70 and a half, you're allowed to send up to $100,000 of your required minimum distribution is what my clients usually do. But you can send uh, any amount to a qualified charity once you reach, you have to reach the age of 70 and a half. And uh, that's been a great help for many of, of our clients. And it has to be done the right way, because if it's done the mm-hmm. right way and sent to the charity or sent to the client in the name of the charity, then that is income that's not added as taxable income. It's a, it's a great benefit. All right. Number 16, review your tax bracket so you don't get surprised later in the year. Knowing what your tax bracket is, is a real important consideration when taxes are going to be increased. I think most people are going to agree that our administration, current administration, is going to be raising taxes. That's what they've mm. stated. But you can look at opportunities for reduce, uh, reducing your future tax burden by acting now on these highly tax qualified plans. Again, reach out for us at pathfinderchat.com. We'll be happy to talk to you about this for 15 minutes, which actually leads to some of the tax saving opportunities we're doing right now with our clients. And that's number 17 on the list, Bill. Yes. Is a Roth conversion right for you? Now, we have to understand a Roth conversion is not a, a Roth contribution. It's, it's taking your existing IRA or 401k money and converting it into what we call a Roth conversion account. And there's no limitations on what you can put into it. So a lot of people get that confused with a contribution account. Mm-hmm. And so the answer to this particular question as to is it right for you depends upon a few things. First of all, it depends upon your current tax bracket. 
you know, if you're in a high tax bracket, this may not be as appealing to you. However, the second part of this is really important to consider, and that's whether you think that uh, in the future, taxes are going to stay the same or whether they're going to go up. And I think we know what the answer to that is. I saw an answer in the cloud the other day as I was driving down the road, Barb. You taxes did. Are, yes, taxes are going up. <laughs> I believe yes. I believe that you did. <laughs> so if you think they might go up, uh, then the answer is yes. And explore the, the possibility of doing Roth conversions or converting your taxable IRA money to a tax-free Roth account. And by doing so, we recommend you do it incrementally. Don't do it all at one time. Do it a little bit at a time or year over year. And we do this for our clients on a continuous basis, year in and year out. You know, in some cases, uh, when we've done this properly, there's very little, if any, tax that would be paid, mm -hmm. but it will lead to a whopping tax savings down the road. Yeah, filling up those lower tax brackets, like you said, Phil. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I just met with someone last week that uh, is looking at doing this for about $10,000 a year. Now, depending on the value of your 401k or your IRA, you may think, well, that's not a lot of money. Well, he's 59 years old. And if he can do that for 13 years, he's just reduced his 401k or his IRA yep. by $130,000, yep. Yeah, which means he will be required to take out less, which means he will be paying less taxes when that time comes. And now he has $130,000 plus interest in a tax-free account. Let's go to number 18, update your paycheck withholding. You know, especially if you're divorced, if you're widowed, overpaid or you underpaid this year, you can actually claim as little or as much as you want, but you'll be responsible for the taxes and a possible penalty if you're grossly underpaid. If you're retired and in a high income bracket, you could have federal taxes withheld from your social security payment if you're not already doing so. I've had so many clients uh, spoke with about uh, collecting social security and they didn't know that they could have taxes withheld. Apparently that's not something that's asked, but you can have taxes, federal taxes withheld from your social security. Yeah, it used to be back in the old days, Barb, that we would have uh, families come to us and, you know, all of a sudden they have 15 kids. By, you know, by their withholding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember that because I, yeah, yeah. I did payroll. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can really do that anymore. But it, yeah, it's something that you have to really uh, watch. You don't want to give the IRS more money than they're really, in, you know, inclined to get uh, or, or scheduled to get when mm -hmm. you don't have to. So that leads us to number 19. And this is very important when it's called rebalancing your portfolio. So when we talk about rebalancing a portfolio, what do we mean? Well, we mean that we're going to take the positions that have increased in value, sell them, and put them into the positions that are undervalued. Wow, you mean take our racehorses to the stock, to the mm -hmm. uh, to the slaughterhouse, and, and kill them off? Well, that's what it sounds like. But here's what we have to realize: what is the key rule in, in investing? Buy low and sell high, and that's exactly what we're doing, aren't we? Yeah. So when we do that, there's a couple different reasons why it's important. We do this automatically for our clients, but we have to realign the portfolio. So let's say that you have a portfolio that starts out with 50-50. In other words, 50% of your portfolio is in stock funds, 50% is in bond funds. But hypothetically, we'll say that the, uh, the stock market went up nicely over a few years, and you've got 100% gain on that particular stock portion of your portfolio. Well, right now, at this point, you're no longer a conservative investor. You're really a growth or, a, or a, a, yeah. a more of an aggressive investor, aren't you? Because you went from 50% of stock holding to 66% of stock holding and only 34% yeah, in fixed. So it is not what you intended it to be. You're way out of line. Another one is that, uh, again, we want to basically uh, take those higher positions and blend them into those under undervalued positions, buy low, sell high. And studies have indicated that when we do this on a continuous basis, it does add some percentage increase to the portfolio uh, each year. Mm -hmm. I don't know of anyone that's doing this on their own. You know, we talk to uh, do-it-yourselfers, but I think in order to be successful, 
you have to have the courage to do it and um, you have to be consistent. Yeah, that's right. And you have to have the tools too, to be able to do that properly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. Number 20, plan out your strategy to transition into retirement. Will it be best to go part-time first, second career, or just go, uh, you know, quit cold turkey? What will you do once you retire? If you're married, once your spouse retires, what kind of activities do you want to do? Do you want a vacation? How about volunteering? Staying in the workforce, some even choose to do. You're going to spend a third of your life in retirement. And for some that may be longer than you worked, have a plan. Transamerica had actually done a study in 2017 and found that 97% of retirees with a strong sense of purpose were uh, generally happy compared to 76% without that sense. You've actually had a working life plan. You've worked all your life. You've gotten up and, and gone to work every day of your life. So that's, that's what you had for all of your working years. So to retire and not have any future plan would like to feel like something's missing. Oh, yeah. You're going from a full speed ahead to stop, basically, right. is what you're doing. You're, you know, it, it can be a tremendous transition into a situation where you really don't know how to handle it. So first year, be flexible. You may end up going back and working part-time in something you love to do. Maybe it's part of what you were doing before. Like you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I love what I do. Uh, and it just gives me great value, great uh, a sense of accomplishment to continue doing so. And so number 21, consolidate accounts. So what if you have three 401ks, four IRAs, and five brokerage accounts? Uh, would this be a good thing for you? Or should you consolidate it and kind of bring it all together? Well, let's take a look at some of the reasons here. Well, we think you should consolidate. Why? Because it makes bookkeeping and record keeping simpler. But here's the other part of it too. A lot of people think by having this number of, count, of accounts, various accounts, that they are better diversified. Well, they may be with different firms or different accounts in various places, but that doesn't necessarily make them diversified. Right. They might be uh, have multiple accounts that have recurring fees and on uh, the same investments. And so there's an overlap, uh, duplication of positions and fees, and that's not good financially for them. You know, and as time goes on, we have to understand that uh, keeping up with these type of number of accounts may not be very strategic. It becomes less fun and more work as time goes on. Yeah. And remember, uh, listeners, too, the 401ks are a completely different animal than IRAs. Yes. And they're treated differently at required minimum distribution time. So if you've got 401k, three 401k sitting out there, you cannot combine required minimum distributions and, and remove that money from one account. It has to be taken from each of those three 401ks. So simplify your life. Like Phil said, you know, if you're in a well-diversified portfolio, providing your income needs, which by the way, is the most important is income. There's little reason to not combine accounts with the same tax status. So let's go to number 22. Last but not least of your 22 money resolutions. Mm. We'll wrap up for 2022. Listen to more episodes of this podcast. Yes. So you absolutely. can continue to get smarter every day. Um, but share our podcast with coworkers or family with your friends. We have so many coming to see us, Phil, We all, all the time that, that tell us the subjects that are part of our process here. We call mm -hmm. it our retirement process here at Pathfinder. Their advisor doesn't talk about. Their advisor is strictly investments. If you've been listening to our podcast, you know that we talk about a number of subjects. It's a lot of this is new information to the public. Yeah. And, and you know, what you could do is uh, listen to these in your car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's um, okay. That so is the goal. this, yeah. oh, go ahead, Ben. Now, I was going to say that is the goal to, to help people learn more about finance and, and retirement planning. And you, you both have done a good job of educating people throughout the year. And I know looking forward to this upcoming year. So it kind of ties into the other one you gave about sharing your knowledge with people, but you know, that's mm. what the goal is. And that's what we hope people get out of this. Sure. This has been um, 
You know, these money resolutions are simple. So they're just really, they're kind of checkpoints. It's nothing you have to stress about. You know, it's not like you're um, setting up a diet plan or, you know, a workout schedule. I mean, these are just things that basically there were, you know, to check uh, kind of a checklist of things that you could do one at a time, but they, they shouldn't be stressful to um, have these money resolutions um, play out for you. And you need, if you need help with any of them, please feel free to reach out to Pathfinder Wealth Management. And I would encourage you also to just to kind of bookmark this episode and check back in throughout the year. If you're looking for mm-hmm. you know, some things to maybe to, to check off your list later on that you forgot about, come back to this or maybe to hold yourself accountable to see how you're doing. Come back and check on either one of these. But you'll have part one in our previous episode. This is part two, and that will take you through all 22 of the resolutions for the new year. And again, you don't have to knock them all out and you probably won't knock all 22 out. But if you can take some steps forward, it's all about continuing to grow and improve your finance and you'll be in better shape uh, than you did when you started the year. You bet. All right, Barbara and Phil, that's a great start to the new year. We appreciate you both for taking us through these. I know it was a little bit of a longer list, but all great information and and some, some great goals for people to set for themselves. So we do appreciate it. We want to thank you as well for listening to this episode. Please subscribe to the podcast as well. Plenty more shows to come this year. We'll have a new one coming in a couple of weeks. Thank you, Barbara and Phil. Yep. Thank you, Ben. We want to thank you too, because you are a great host and we appreciate you. Appreciate you guys a lot. And um, so, you know, we hope you'll continue with us and we're looking forward to more podcasts with you. Well, thank you both. We'll talk soon. Okay. Take care. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.